Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. As president, I will be creating a truth and... Reconciliation Commission to shed sunlight on every dark and rotten corner of Washington, D.C., starting with Biden. President Donald Trump once again speaking at the Florida Freedom Summit on Saturday in Kissimmee. This is a horrible place, mind you. It's all going by Orlando. Terrible. He's going to create a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to expose crookedness and take down Joe Biden. Gotta love that. Hey, by the way, did we find out if Daniel Jones is out for the year yet for the Giants officially? Oh, uh, I don't believe we Not yet? yet? Okay. Because no, he is. He's out for the year. So. Okay. Yeah. They're down to the third-string quarterback. They got that kid, um, he used to be on Buffalo when he played at USC. I forgot his name now. He's fine. But uh, he may play instead of DeVito. Uh, look that kid up. He played for the Bills. Matt Barkley. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on the Giants, too. So. <laughs> We're the worst wow. team ever. We are the worst team ever. Matt Barkley. We play football. <laughs> we kind of play football like Joe Biden governs. No, actually, Biden's worse. Yeah. My next guest is uh, the great one for a reason. He is great. He's the best. Bottom line, he's the best. Six o'clock weeknights right here on WABC. Hundreds of stations across the country and two nights of great television on Fox News. Proud to call him a friend, a brilliant man, Mark Levin. Mark, good Monday morning, buddy. How are you? My brother, I'm doing great. I, I, it's got to be painful watching the Giants. I'm being perfectly honest with you. You know, I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, boy. And I'm thinking, I don't even know the name of the Giants quarterback. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, it's not weird. It's down to the third string. His name is Tommy DeVito. No one knows that. Not even the coach. Uh, the Eagles, at 8-1, and one, they beat the Cowboys yesterday, have the best record in the yeah, National we... Football League. So you're doing pretty good. Uh, Trump's doing pretty good, too. To be honest with you, huh? they, uh, yeah. I don't know how they're 8-1, and one, to be honest with you. And it's like uh, they're not playing great. They're playing good enough, I suppose. You're right. Jalen Hurts has not been great, Mark. Uh, to, so you could discuss, discuss anything. Uh, to your point, he has not been great. He has not been great. But it looks no. to me like the competition may be a bit diluted in the NFC. So, right. yeah, so they're 8-1. Uh, so I played a cut from Trump on the way in at the Florida Summit, the Freedom Summit. And that's the first time that he's been in the same building, Mark, with Ron DeSantis since <laughs> this whole election cycle has run. How do you think that went? <laughs> 
Well, I know how it went. <laughs> it wasn't very pleasant. But, you know, I'm here in Florida. You're from Florida. Spent a lot of time here. Yep. It is a fantastic state. He is a tremendous governor. He absolutely is. People don't have to worry when they send their kids to school and so forth. And yet Trump was a tremendous president, and we only wish he were still in there. So much of this wouldn't be going on anymore. And so uh, I don't like the attacks, but on the other hand, I understand why Trump gets upset. I understand why DeSantis gets upset, but I'm friends with both of these guys, and I'm glad he's the governor of Florida, and I want Trump, should he win, to clean out everything, and he will. He will. I think uh, he's on such a tear now, what they've tried to do to him, what they've tried to do to his family. He's not going to be in any way pressured by Washington, by the ruling class, by the media. And I despise the media who's attacking me now for defending Israel. And uh, we have we have a good bench. We really do. We have some morons on the bench like Chris Christie and so forth. But right. Overall, we have a pretty good bench compared to the Democrats, I think. But look, how are you going to catch Trump? He's 50 points ahead. Can't catch him. That's the answer. No. You can't catch him. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. You know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned how the, the media is after you. And I did see a couple of stories. Now the guy I'm a big fan of. Wolf Blitzer and um, and Tapper, two of those guys at CNN who came after you pretty hard. And, of course, I love you and you're my guy, and I can't stand those folks. And, and those two guys are Jewish. There's a lawyer who uh, is in New York, Mark. He used to work with Curtis Sliwa. His name is Ron Kuby. And he, yeah. he's Jewish, but he hates the Jews more than even, um, you know, the, the, the non-Jewish Jew haters. He's, right. he's the worst. And I find that when Jewish people... Don't side with Israel 100%. I find them to be more dislikable and dangerous than maybe even Hamas. And those two guys at CNN are part of the problem. Look, uh, I'm going to call out whoever I want to, just like you do. And it's particularly upsetting. A lot of non-Jews don't understand that guys like Sid and me, conservatives who support the United States and love the United States, also support and love Israel, particularly under these circumstances, what's going on. We have no stomach for these people, none whatsoever, and they hate our guts. They hate conservatives. So George Soros, who is a unconscionable, uh, disreputable POS, he's behind this group called Media Matters. And Media Matters is led by a guy who's an anti-Semite, homophobic, and all the rest, but he gets a pass. And so he does a lot of research for these entities, and so they're taping my show. And, you know, we talk a lot, Sid, and, and so forth. And they say, did he say were or weren't? <laughs> were were uh, Wolf Blitzer's parents were or weren't in the, uh, in the Holocaust? And you read the whole sentence in the whole context. Obviously, they were. Why would I lie about that? Why do I? It's irrelevant. My point was you'd think he'd have more compassion as a child of the Holocaust. You'd think he'd have more compassion, but he doesn't. The way that he reports on Israel and so forth. And Jake Tapper is the same thing to compare Israel fighting Hamas in the Gaza Strip to the Russians, to the Russians. It's like, are you out of your mind? And so the question is, are they more Democrat and more leftist? 
or are they going to be journalists and all? And so I'm not going to stand back and allow them to get away with this, whatever their backgrounds are and so forth and so on. And they can come at me, CNN, Washington Post, the White House, ask me if I care. I fight back. (laughs) I kick them back, and I'll continue to do it, and I'll continue to expose them. But I don't care about them. They are a huge problem in this country. Oh, I agree. I think the media is uh, basically at this point domestic terrorists. They are domestic terrorists. And I tell you, you started your show, not yesterday or Saturday, but the week before, and you asked this question. I thought it was brilliant. I played it already this morning. You said, if you are a Jew, why would you vote Democrat? If you're an Asian, why would you vote Democrat? If you're a Hispanic, why would you vote Democrat? If you're a member of the white, uh, you know, uh, middle class working hard... And you asked all these pertinent questions, and, of course, there's no answer. And then you asked, what has Biden done for you? And, you know, you're not that far removed from sending me a text from something that uh, Tom Cotton had said, how Biden was threatening the Israelis about the whole oil situation, right after he asked Israeli to pause and right after he asked Israel to kind of stand pat. So he's done three things now which clearly show that he is not really pro-Israeli. But you asked those questions, Mark, and... I don't have an answer. Why would those people vote for Democrats? I don't know. And uh, I think part of it is the media and uh, the propaganda. I'll give you an example. CNN is probably the worst, MSNBC, the two of them. They never provide context for anything. Uh, And so you'll never get a true historical, even recent historical account from these entities. They call the West Bank the West Bank since 1948. It was the West Bank since 4,000 years ago. It was Judea and Samaria. (laughs) They just regurgitate the worst elements of the Democrat Party. Uh, do they come out and call Talib an anti-Semite or Omar an anti-Semite nope. or uh, Presley an anti-Semite? These are anti-Semites. These are Jew haters. These are Democrats. They never do that. You have anti-Semites and Jew haters at the highest levels of the uh, Biden administration, and they'll point to Blinken and so forth, and they'll point to Mali and others. Now some of them are even resigning and exposing themselves. Uh, the Democrat Party is the only party, not the Republican Party, that has a, a about 10 percent of its members in the House who wouldn't even vote for a resolution condemning Hamas. Now, can you imagine a, a resolution in front of the Republicans condemning the Klan? You, you wouldn't have any of them voting no. And so the Democrat Party has this problem. You see the anti-Semites in the street that are supported by ANSWER, the Hamas network, Soros groups. Uh, and so forth, and they don't give the background and the context that they're bussing them all in over the weekend in Washington, D.C. And look look at the crowds. Look at the crowds. And what are they saying? Are they saying a, quote-unquote, two-state solution, which is preposterous? We had a two-state solution. That's what Gaza was. And you see what happened. But they don't even say that. They want to destroy Israel. And so they don't go to the funding sources. They don't go to any. These are news organizations. And all they do is, is spit out their opinions and spit out the propaganda from the White House and spit out the propaganda from groups like CARE, which is another Hamas front group. And you know what, Sid? People say, why didn't people speak out in the 1930s and 40s? Well, you and I are going to speak out. Nobody's going to tell us we can't. Oh, no. I actually, uh, days hope they would. I, I actually am hoping, Mark, that I, on the way home one day, happen to pass by one of these pro-Palestinian protests because... I'm a Brooklyn tough guy. I'd love to fight. I'd love it. But they don't, they don't, they don't start with guys like me, but they're basically cowards. But I do want to get to um, Biden for a second here on, on the way out. 
you talk about the administration. Is it fair to say, look, I know Obama hated the Jews. He didn't even try to hide it. He did not even try to hide it. Farrakhan buddy, Reverend Wright buddy, sending the Palestinians a pallets of cash. In fact, the last thing I think he did as president was send a pallet of cash to the Palestinians. Biden tries to hide it a little bit. He tries to. But I think it's fair to say when you see how he's reacted the last couple of weeks since that first initial, what I thought was a pretty wussy speech, I think it's fair to say he's been exposed as who he really is, which is someone that just doesn't care about Israel or Israeli lives. Is it fair to say that after what he's said and done the last couple of weeks? In my view, yes, because if you look at the southern border in the United States, he doesn't care about American lives either. You've got 100,000 people a year dying from fentanyl. You've got uh, drug cartels that now have positions in every major city and every state in the country. Uh, you have horrendous inhumanity taking place on the border, rape, sex, slavery, uh, and all the rest of it. And what does he do? He does literally nothing to stop it. So if he doesn't care about 100,000 Americans every year, he sure as hell isn't going to care about the Israeli lives. And I, I find it ironic that he keeps talking about the Palestinians and the Palestinians and the Palestinians. When uh, the Palestinians are the ones killing each other. And that's this thing about Islamophobia. We don't have Islamophobia as some kind of systemic problem in this country. They have it in the Middle East where Muslims are slaughtering Muslims and Arabs are slaughtering Muslims uh, and Arabs are slaughtering Arabs. There's your Islamophobia. They don't point that out either. No, it's not here. You never heard one. I mean, there was a little boy, I guess, that got killed in Michigan. and Which is horrible. Right. One one little boy, God rest his soul, it was horrible. But you're going to compare that to the thousands of little babies thrown in ovens while alive, raping daughters in front of their parents, beheading children? Are you nuts? I mean, this is what yeah. they're going to compare it to? There's no Islamophobia taking place here. There's none of that. I mean, actually, if you think about it, for the president to say that, and the governor of New York has said the same thing, that is another shot at the Jews. Is it not? Yes. It's attempt to water down what's going on. Look, the Democrat Party now, Democrat Party is nothing more than a, an amalgam of interest groups and communities and so forth. It has no soul. It really has no principles. And so the problem is it has these groups that are at each other's throats as under its umbrella. You'll have, for instance, uh, union guys who are working on pipelines and oil and steel and in, in, in coal mines, and yet they back a climate change, which destroys all those jobs. And yet they're all under their umbrella. You'll have a group like CARE, which is a Hamas front group, and then a group of uh, liberal Jews who are all voting for Biden and Democrats who are absolute cross-purposes. And what's starting to happen is this fabric is starting to unravel as, as, uh, as this war in Israel has exposed at least this, this problem that they have. So do you believe, because the New York Times has become mostly fiction, as you know, Mark, I mean, you just can't trust anything in that paper. And they've been an anti-Semitic paper dating back to World War II, when they very rarely talk about Jewish atrocities back then, very rarely. Uh, but they did come out this weekend and say that in five of the major swing states, Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden and relatively easily. If that's the case, he's already won the primary. That's over. If that's the case, it looks like he really is. I know he's in, he's in court today. He's testifying. He's looking at a little bit of jail time. It really is looking at uh, at a Trump win, yes? It's early, but I sure as hell hope so. You know, they're trying to get him convicted. So every time they – any charge anywhere. So any time he runs, they can say convicted felon Donald Trump, you know, particularly in the Washington case. This man is the most – one of the most remarkable men I've ever seen. His strength. He stands up to these people. Most people would be broken by now. 
I talk to him from time to time. He calls me. He's always upbeat. He says what he believes. He stirs up Washington. He stirs up the ruling class, including the Republican establishment. They hate him because they hate us. That's the truth. They want to control us, and he does not tolerate that. And the lesson in Donald Trump, all the stuff aside, is he's his own man. He really loves America. You can't say that about a lot of Democrats. He really loves this country. And I've noticed he's become more and more conservative as time has gone on. And not because he's an ideologue, because he has common sense. He sees what's going on. And we were at peace. We had peace breaking out in the Middle East. Now look at it. Look, it's, it's on fire. Look at Russia and Ukraine. Look at China's going to invade Taiwan. Look at our southern border. Look at our economy. Everything's gone to hell because they wanted to destroy what Donald Trump created because Donald Trump was a great president. That's the facts. So on the way out, I read something this morning. Uh, this is the great Mark Levin. He's the best. Six o'clock weeknights here on WABC all over the country. Two shows on Fox News, which are great, mind you. I never miss them. Uh, the Democrats, you. uh, you're welcome. The Democrats in today's New York Daily News are admitting they're scared to death after this latest New York Times poll. But I asked somebody this earlier in the program, what are they going to do? I mean, if I hear the name Michelle Obama one more time, I'm going to puke. But the <laughs> truth is, no, but the truth is, Mark, if she runs, that will keep me up at night. That will keep me up. I'm worried about that one. Outside of that, whether it's Gavin Newsom or any one of these folks, they don't have a chance. So what could they possibly do, the Democrats, if they've lost all faith in Joe Biden? What could they do before 2024? Let me tell you about Michelle Obama. The more she talks, the dumber she sounds to me. So uh, she, she, she has people write these books for her. She uh, does these little sound bites and so forth. Let her run. We shouldn't be scared of any of these people. By the way, along with the fact that she doesn't sound all that bright all the time, she's made a bunch of racist comments along the way. Right. And that's the thing. And so, and now his position, Obama's, which is basically uh, more kneecapping of Israel as he did when he was president of the United States. And keep some in mind with Biden, by the way, your earlier question. Almost all of the senior anti-Israel types that Obama has are with Biden. Secretary of State was Biden's deputy secretary of state. This guy, Malley, who's a Marxist pro-Iranian who was negotiating with on our behalf against Iran. Biden picked him up. This guy, Sullivan, Biden picked him up from Obama. So Obama is basically running the Biden administration. And Biden for all of his talk, remember, it was Menachem Begin who let him have it when Biden was the chairman, I think, of the Foreign Relations Committee. And Menachem Begin said, basically, I paraphrase, this Jew will not get on his legs to beg you for anything. Wow. We've defended ourselves before and we'll defend ourselves again. People forget Begin stood up to Biden, Netanyahu standing up to By the way, that's why they hate Netanyahu and they hate Trump, because these are two guys that know what they need to do. And they will not cave in to the – look, if you have a two-state solution, that's Israel's final solution at this point. These countries have a lot of arms. They have a lot of power. And I'd like somebody to explain to me, Sid, what would this Palestinian state actually look like? Where would it be? <laughs> are they going to have arms? Are they going to have uh, Are they gonna have an air force? Can they have missiles? I mean we can't even control the Gaza Strip. We're going to control a fully sovereign state that will have all kinds of weaponry from the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians. This is, this is crazy. This is nuts. It is crazy. It is nuts. And this is where we are. Donald Trump 
can't get back uh, fast enough. And I can't thank you enough. I really love you, man. I mean, again, radio, you TV. I, you, you, look, Mark, you got to keep talking. You're you're one of our few hopes out there. I, I find myself uh, every morning I come in and I say, Justin, what did Levin say yesterday? Just find it. I don't care if it's on radio, TV, in his house. Just effing find what Levin said because you, you, you become that important. You've always been important, but even more important now, and I love you. Thank you very much. Can I say something real quick? Sure. There's a reason you're number one in New York. You are fantastic. Oh my you God. really are fantastic. And I appreciate you, buddy. And God Thank bless you. everybody in New York. Coming from you, that just meant the world to me. God bless you, too. I love you, Mark Levin. Thank you. you too, Thank buddy. you. How about that on the way out for Mark Levin, huh? Somebody get me a mobile light? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start smoking again. <laughs> 6.04 tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. You know we're here. Next you make right, sure you get that right now, no, Justin. Mark knows. Levin. God, he knows. Not only that, it's going to be a T-shirt. I want my Kelly Ripper. There's a reason why you're number one T-shirt to the gym on Friday. <laughs> I want Mark's picture of his face <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the corner, like at the breast area. That was very right nice. There. He is. Uh, he's the great one, and uh, that was very, very sweet. Mark Levin.